Hello and welcome. You're listening to the SPAG Dialogue podcast. Hello everyone. I'm Neha Chandra, healthcare communication specialist with SPAG, and today I'm in conversation with Dr. Mahima Bakshi, maternal child wellness coach, author of Birthing Naturally, and founder of Birthing Naturally, which is a maternal child wellness brand that helps women from pregnancy to parenthood. On account of Newborn Awareness Week, we're here to talk about the first point of contact a mother has with her baby once the baby is born, which is breastfeeding. Now, breastfeeding is one of the most effective ways to ensure child health and survival and as statistics tell us that nearly two out of three infants are not exclusively breastfed for the recommended six months which is quite surprising considering how important this is and this is a rate that has not improved in the last two decades so I'll leave it to Dr. Mahima to actually explain us the importance of breastfeeding for the baby. So breastfeeding is absolutely important for the mother and baby both and uh, there are multiple benefits behind it. It helps the mother to uh, prevent the risk of ovarian cancer, of breast cancer. It helps her to shed off the uh, you know pregnancy kilos after delivery. It also helps her to reduce the risk of postpartum depression because there's a lot of oxytocin hormones that get stimulated. And it helps in uterus involution that helps in reducing the postpartum bleeding that happens. Uh, there are so many benefits that are involved. And when we talk about the benefits for the baby, there are oxytocin hormones being made in the baby as well. Hence, babies also tend to be more happy. They sleep better. They're emotionally more secured because they're constantly with the mother. They also have better immunity. There are more microbiomes that the baby is getting. Babies have better gut health. And of course, it's complete nutrition for the baby. So there's nothing else that needs to be given to the baby when the baby is on mother's milk. Okay, and considering that there's so many benefits that you've just highlighted, both for the baby and the mother, if you could just help us understand a little more about, you know, we've heard and we've read about this, that the importance of maternal mental health and breastfeeding, that there is some relation there. So how true Mm -hmm. is that statement? So there are two things to it. One is that when, uh, you know, after delivery, the mother's body is going through so many hormonal changes, it takes a little while for the mother to kind of get into that phase and to let her hormones settle down. And uh, number two is when she, uh, you know, is also going through all the physical changes in the body. It's not just the hormonal changes, but also the whole physical changes. You know, the body shape is changing, breast size is increasing, you know, she's producing milk, there's postpartum bleeding that is happening. So for her to cope up through those body changes as well, it takes a while for the mother. So when a mother is on breastfeeding, her body makes a lot of oxytocin, which is a natural happy hormone that's in the body so it helps her to kind of boost those natural happy hormones which helps in taking care of her mental health and you know that also gives her a sense of satisfaction that she is able to give the nutrition required for the baby and number two is that the emotional sense of security that both the mother and the baby are able to get from each other when they are you know breastfeeding every two three hours so that bond that is formed between the mother and the baby that sense of security that is given to both the mother and the baby through breastfeeding again also helps in taking care of mental health so these are the two aspects to the maternal mental health when we talk about benefits of breastfeeding 
breastfeeding. Uh, so doctor, this is something that is, you know, this is between the mother and the baby, the relationship that we're talking about here. And we have, you know, we've understood the importance, the benefits, the health benefits. But, you know, if you're looking outside the mother and the baby dynamic, there's also the, there's the father, there's the society. And we have read quite a few reports and these conversations keep happening now and then that there's a lot of stigma, societal stigma associated with breastfeeding. You know, if you could sort of help us understand what really that stigma is and for the basic question that why is there even a stigma to begin with for something that is so natural, the baby needs and the mother needs and why the society has these different perceptions, especially in a country like India. So, you know, I feel that there are two aspects to it. One is the marketing and advertisement of all the, you know, formula feed companies that when they kind of endorse their formula feed in a way where the marketing strategy kind of takes over people's mind and people start thinking that, you know, nutrition is better nutrition or probably it's easy access. It's easier to give to the child. You can, you know, make a formula feed and give it, give it to the baby whenever you want. Kind of, I think, overpowers the minds of people in a lot of cases. And, uh, you know, people start thinking that maybe if somebody else, they see other people giving formula feed to the baby. So they start thinking that, no, that one is also giving. So maybe I should also give. So I feel that that becomes one negative factor that affects the whole uh, breastfeeding rate and and second is the support system when it comes to mothers feeding when they're out in the public so if a mother is not at home or or even if she's at home and you know a relative walks in and if a mother kind of continues breastfeeding when there are you know male members in the house who are around her she's expected to kind of go to another room or she's expected to stop breastfeeding her child because there are male members around her or if she's in public the husband gets uncomfortable if the wife is breastfeeding her child and expects her to go to another room to feed the baby so that nobody can see her so I think that these two aspects are the the commonly seen challenges when it comes to helping women you know be able to follow exclusive breastfeeding because I think these two factors becomes the major challenge that we need to change in the society that if women are willing to breastfeed their you know baby as a society as a family or when it comes to the 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 male gender in the society it's important that we all support it because it's a natural thing it's the child's requirement it's the child's is the child's nutrition that the child is getting from the mother and the mother is willing to give it to the child so we all need to support it and we all need to kind of look at it as a natural thing rather than you know having our own uh, your myths or having our own society pressure of you know affecting the women not letting the women do it just because you know there are a lot of society pressure when it comes to public breastfeeding or breastfeeding when she has male member around her in the house that needs to change in the society and i believe that uh, you know uh, when we even think in india we don't really see a lot of breastfeeding friendly places around i mean i i know maybe there were a few reports that came in in the city of bangalore a few years ago that at the metro station such areas have been created but it's still a very it's not something that's discussed widely there's still a lot of you know misconception around this so with respect to how much do you think as you know someone who as a lactation consultant 
important as someone who's working in this space. Do you think we we are having enough conversation about this conversation when a patient comes to you, maybe when a mother comes to you, but uh, largely in this space, do you think we're talking more about it? So I would start off on a positive note because, you know, being in this field from almost last 10 years, I will say that I've seen a major change happening in last five years. Talking on a positive note, I would say that, yes, I have seen a lot of feeding rooms being made in different, different public places. And I'm very happy to see that change happening. On the other note, we also see that we are still, still far behind when it comes to counting the number of feeding rooms that are there at different public places. So yes, there needs to be a lot more push to be given to the subject. A lot of more discussion needs to be done around this topic. And I feel that, you know, even being in the profession of healthcare, I have still seen so many hospitals, you know, that still don't have feeding rooms. There are still so many hospitals where mothers are taking their their babies for vaccinations and then the baby cries and needs to take the feed from the mother. There are still so many hospitals that lack a proper breastfeeding room. So even before talking about any other public place, I feel that the first change that needs to be made is around every healthcare facility in India that needs to have a feeding room as a respect to that new mother who wants to breastfeed her baby and needs to be given that comfort zone where she can sit with her baby and let her baby take the feed from the mother. So yes, all the healthcare setups need to ensure that they all have a feeding room. Then we need to ensure that all the public places, whether it's any any a railway station or the airports, any malls or any restaurants, hotels, or even if talking about all the offices, all the MNCs, we need to ensure that we make a society that supports the whole system of breastfeeding their little ones. And even if a mother wants to kind of, you know, um, express the feed for her baby, if her baby is at home and she wants to express the feed for her little one, she should have a space. She should have a room where she can go, sit, relax her mind and, you know, express the milk out for her little one instead of choosing a washroom to go where she needs to express the feed. I feel very sad when I see that when mothers have to express the feed, you know, they don't have any place when they're out in public. And unfortunately, they have to look at option of going to a washroom to express the milk out. I feel very sad to see that. So I'm just hoping with time, maybe next five or 10 years, we'll have more number of feeding rooms at every place to give that support system to a new mother where she can easily make her milk accessible and available for her little one. Absolutely. And I think once, you know, you've said that in even a lot of hospitals, you've seen that still, which is quite surprising considering that's the first place where this should be provided. And moving ahead from hospitals, I understand that we need to have those spaces created. And for that, we need to have those conversations that are still sort of, you know, not really talked about openly. And a mother actually went out in the open and she needs to breastfeed her baby. She needs to feed her baby. She still feels that hesitation and that embarrassment Uh, for the lack of a better word, that she goes through, which is something that we really need to work towards addressing and eventually eliminating. And uh, sort of coming back to the home, on the home front, now we know that the biological role is of a mother, but that absolutely does not mean that the father cannot help. And uh, what are, you know, any new ways that you've seen of different parenting styles of late with the whole the conversation about millennial dads coming in the picture? How do you think their role has sort of been redefined? And what have you seen fathers doing or something if you have spoken 
with fathers, new fathers on how they can help the mother during this whole journey and be that support system? So if we look at the Western countries, you know, we see that a lot of fathers are involved in the whole pregnancy itself when it comes to giving the support to the lady. So I think that change has started in India as well, because we see a lot of husbands being involved in the whole pregnancy process and attending all these Lamas classes and childbirth preparation sessions. So it feels very nice to see that how, you know, the responsibility is kind of understood by the male partner as well. Even in birthing rooms, we see that, you know, the male partner is present for the whole labor process and they're accompanying so that they can see what the mother goes through and can give that support system to the mother till whatever extent it's possible. When it comes to post-delivery phase, breastfeeding is something which, of course, is connected directly to the mother's body because the body is producing the milk. But apart from that, there are so many other ways in which the male partner can support the whole breastfeeding process. For example, waking up the baby if the baby is sleeping, preparing the baby by changing the diaper if it is required, getting the mother into a comfortable position if she needs any kind of a pillow support, a feeding pillow that can be enabled by the male partner to get her into a comfortable position, popping the baby after the feed or in case the baby starts crying in the middle of the feed, helping the baby to calm down. There are so many ways in which the male partner can be a support system to the whole feeding process. So whenever I see my patients and when I counsel them on, on the whole lactation process, I request the husbands to be present, to the male partners to be present to listen to the whole entire lactation counseling process because I don't believe in only counseling the mother when it comes to explaining the whole lactation process to her. I totally believe in making the husband understand as well because when they go back home, you know, a lot of times what happens, the mother is still in an emotionally vulnerable state because she's going through her baby bloom. She's going to her postpartum blues and, you know, sometimes it happens that they go back home and then they forget. So that's when the male partner can remind her and tell her that, okay, remember, this is what we were told or this is what we have to do. So that together as as an equal partnership together, they can ensure that the baby is getting the right kind of nutrition. So, yes, I see a lot of millennial dads now understanding that, you know, coming and asking questions. I feel very happy when dads are coming and asking questions related to lactation. And I have seen that change happening in the last couple of years. But uh, maybe when we talk about small cities and small towns, probably there, that myth is still there where mother-in-laws want to be involved in the breastfeeding process rather than letting their sons do it. So that is something that needs to be changed. So I think we need to kind of bring up this discussion amongst people in, in small cities and small towns to make them aware that you know we want the fathers to be more involved rather than the mother-in-laws being involved in the whole lactation process. I'm actually so glad that you sort of you know said this thing that when mothers go for their uh, come to you you also expect that the fathers are also part of that conversation because that's just the beginning of it and if they're there since the very beginning if that level of awareness is there that I need to be equally present and you know get all the information even though biologically the mother has to uh, take care of that but in the whole listening process and getting all the information and the resources that the father's also involved. But yes, just like you said that, you know, in urban cities, we're more more informed about this. And as for uh, the other markets, we still have a long way to go. I think that is another conversation that we need to have. And uh, moving on to, you know, beyond the father, beyond that first uh, level of support, Today, I think in the digital world, talking and communicating through digital medium, through social media has really uh, sort of come up and uh, talking about resources and support group. 
so for women and for even for fathers now for millennial parents what are the kind of resources or a community that you can suggest where parents and uh, the people listening to this right now can actually go and uh, address their concerns because it's always better when you speak with someone who's who's going through the similar experience and share and share your experiences to have that uh, you know brave through this whole journey so what are the communities that you feel they can be a part of offline online both i totally understand the whole uh, you know support system that needs to be created for mothers and fathers and that's why i have personally created support groups i have a moms club i have a birthing naturally queen group which is a group to you know help mothers overcome postpartum depression so i have personally created two groups and i ensure that i you know add more and more mothers to the group every day so if there are any mothers listening out there who are probably interested to be a part of this group it's a completely free of cost support group just to help mothers you know get that support system from other mothers in the society and i personally mentor that group to ensure that i'm giving the best advice and uh, you know supervising the advice that is being shared in the group and i feel that it's very important to have the right kind of uh, mentor for any such support groups you know sometimes i see there are other support groups where some kind of wrong information can float and it is very sad that it can you know negatively influence the other mothers in the group and one starts following the wrong message and everybody else also kind of starts following them so it's very important that whatever support group is created it's important to have the right kind of mentor taking care of what kind of communication is happening in that group so that we don't let any wrong kind of a thing affect the baby so um there are lots of support groups i'm happy to have created one group in the pandemic times because that's when the mental health was getting affected and i decided to have a support group to take care of the mental health of mothers and there are lots of other support groups also that are present in the community and i have also seen a lot of mnc's creating support groups for parents and i think that is a nice change because there are a lot of huge mnc's who have created support groups for uh, parents of their own organization i think that is that is very nice so most of the big mncs have their own support groups made for parents so thank you so much for giving us your time today for joining the spag dialogue and for really helping us understand the benefits and impact that you know breastfeeding has on mother and the baby and discussing about the whole ecosystem around them for all our listeners this was dr mahima bakshi and i am neha chandra and you're listening to spag dialogue Thank you for listening. If you'd like to tune in to more such conversations, subscribe to the SPAG Dialogue podcast or visit our website spagdialogue.com.